One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi there, and welcome to the Syrup Cast. The Syrup Cast is a podcast by Mobile Syrup, uh, Canada's largest independent tech site, in which we look back at the week that was in Canadian telecom and tech news. It's back. We're back. It's been a while, I know, but we have a very special episode planned with not one, but two very special guests. This is episode 177. We're recording it on Thursday, September 6th, uh, 6th 2018. Kids are back to school, thankfully. Tiff Day. Tiff Day. Tiff is in Toronto tonight. Ruining the city. Yes. If, if Tiff had a face, I would probably punch it right now. That is the voice of one Josh McConnell, former <laughs> pizza correspondent for the National Post, current freelance uh, reporter, tech reporter. Josh, welcome back to the show. Always uh, a pleasure to complain on this podcast. Well, that's why we bring you here. You always <laughs> have the best qualms to pick up with i'm now <laughs> imagining like tiff having some kind of mascot and you fighting it on king street just like <laughs> drop kicking it to the ground on one of those nice um like muskoka chairs that are out there <laughs> yeah exactly I, I will show you what a subway delay means i can't wait tomorrow <laughs> man drop kicks tiff mascot <laughs> as the news that was also the voice of mobile syrup managing editor patrick Rourke. patrick it's good to be back good to have the pod up and running again uh, hopefully, it's a weekly occurrence once again. There's no news, promises. Th- there's news now to talk about. We'll, we'll be back every week, yeah. I'm sure. Uh, and last, but certainly not least, new player enters. We have uh, Joe Rossingle. He is an editor at a site called Mac Rumors. That is rumors without the extra U because America. Uh, Joe, <laughs> such a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you doing? Hey, I'm great. Uh, and I just have to add that I moved out of Toronto at the perfect time because I got an email about TIFF and they were going to like block my parking garage or something like that. So <laughs> I am in Mississauga now and yeah, out of that way. <laughs> the, the good news is all of downtown Toronto is a parking lot right now. So everyone yeah. wins, right? Everyone wins. <laughs> I can see the Mississauga border sign from my apartment. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you might as well, you're a part of Mississauga. Sort of. <laughs> the la- last street streetcar stop. <laughs> Um, so we brought both Joe and Josh on Double J uh, to talk about the impending Apple event, which is next Wednesday. Yep, Wednesday. The twelfth. Wednesday. Yes, twelfth. Yes. If, if correct, I'm, not, I'm not sure if it's the twelfth. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> it's been a long week, guys. Um, there are what I presume to be many. Uh, announcements. It's once again going to happen at the Steve Jobs Theater at uh, Ample Park Campus in Cupertino, California. Um, I think we're expecting a marathon, but we, who knows? But I think that's enough preamble. They uh, keep getting longer. That's the thing. That's I'm like that's, I remember the days when these were 90 minutes. Then it's like two. Then two and a half hours. And there was just one. The chairs night. are comfy though, so I mean, at least you got that and your own power plug. And, Steve Jobs presumably is looking over you. Yes. The Steve ghost. Jobs Theater is like genuinely pretty sick. It like, is a very nice theater. It's compared to some of the places that we go to for, for tech conferences and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Like it's well equipped to well help lit. us do our jobs. Yeah. yeah, very nice. All right. So, Joe, do you want to get us started? What can we expect? Or let me rephrase that. 
there's a lot we can expect. But in your opinion, what can we expect from, uh, or let me say, what can we expect Apple to announce next week? Right. So I think the obvious thing with September is is a new iPhone. Obviously, it's like clockwork now. I think this will be the fifth or sixth year in a row that we've had new iPhones in September. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in terms of those iPhones, I think it's going to be a pretty iterative year. Um, we're basically going to take the X, make it bigger, and we're going to take the X and make it cheaper. So we're going to go from 1X to 3, or, or I should say the 10. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Which... <laughs> Let me just interrupt you. 3X, triple X? Amazing. Go ahead, continue. Right. So I, I, I'm literally thinking in my head about about the letter, but we're going to go from the, the 10 to the 10 plus and to the 10 budget. Um, I think I've seen rumors that it, they might be called the uh, the XS, which is why I why I called it the X because I'm already thinking ahead to this year. Mm-hmm. And when you see XS together, you don't think of 10s. They're kind of like ruining the Roman numeral right there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a confusing name, like a confusing year for the names. Um, but yeah, the general premise will be that we're going to have a 10 and then a cheaper 10 with maybe like uh, no 3D touch and a few other uh, features lacking. And then obviously we're going to go to a plus size uh, 6.5 inch version. Mm-hmm. Josh is nodding his head. Josh, are you very excited about the 6.5 inch iPhone XS Max? So I was just going to say that the best part is the Max. It just makes me think of Pepsi Max, which sometimes I drink on occasion, but the original is still better. What it makes me think of is like, you know those fighting games that are like Capcom versus SNK or something? (laughs) It makes me think of like iPhone XS Max versus Pixel 3 or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, is to finish him. Too many, too many words after the name of the device. Yeah, just streamline it. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why they're going to call it the Max. I haven't really seen any good reasons. Um, I like, I'm, I'm curious why they're moving away from the Plus branding if mm. they, they really are. And same with like the Google Home Max, too. Same thing. I, I mm. thought that was kind of I, I a was, bit much. I was honestly hoping that they were just going to keep the iPhone XS mm. name, like 10, 10S name across the board like for both devices, even the big one, because then that would mean there's feature parity across them both probably. And that's mm-hmm. what I was hoping for. But I mean, that doesn't look like that's what's going to happen at yeah. this point. Yeah, I think it really just comes down to the visual solid that is uh, 10S. Visual solid. Well, like, I like that. <laughs> that's, like great, that's great. 10 or XS plus yum, would have yum. been, right? Because I think most people would have just been um, like XS uh, extra small plus which i know i just think of no, the t-shirt island like uniqlo yeah. or something <laughs> yeah it'll be called 10s too right not yeah, yeah. xs and like yeah so far i've had to make the conscious decision even on this podcast now every time to remember yeah. to call it 10s and not xs and that's and the everybody's annoying thing. gonna do that yeah, yeah that's the annoying thing they were very about that last time like no it's the 10 it's not the x but then now you're just making it even more confusing because yeah, yeah. you want them to actually say the letter for the second Mm-hmm. digit or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um i don't know it's just very confusing and it and honestly it's very not apple like like usually they're pretty streamlined this is what you call it it's no confusion and we had mm-hmm. a little bit of it last year with just the 10 and if this is the way it's going it's just going to be consumers are going to be confused and and that's there's no way around that they're just going to be confused right and i think uh joe another kind of area for confusion is this low-cost lcd iphone that we've heard so much about what are you what's the kind of latest you've heard about any 
like inkling of what it's going to be called um and also like have you heard of you know the one of the things we've heard is that it'll be it'll come out later um what's the latest on that so it's supposed to be a 6.1 inch iphone i believe and it's going to be priced around 699 to 799 us dollars so obviously tack on a few hundred dollars maybe closer to 999 canadian but um essentially what they're going to do is take the 10 and remove some features that that drive up the cost in manufacturing so they're going to remove 3d touches is the leading one of the leading things they're going to remove which i find kind of surprising because um 3d touch even though it's a very uh, hidden feature that not every customer might know about i i still think that it has a lot of use cases for customers that it's just surprising to me that they might take it away Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I've also heard that there will not there won't be uh, a glass back on it. It, it might be a switch back to aluminum, uh, which would also mean no wireless charging. But rumors are pretty conflicting on that still. Mm-hmm. Um, but essentially, they're gonna, they're going to to drive down the cost. Another another thing, it's going to be uh, instead of the dual camera array, they're going to have just a single camera again. Um, so basically, if you've always wanted a ten, you want the notch design, you want the full screen, almost edge to edge. Uh, you want uh, the, the the bigger screen overall as as a result of that, um, and Face ID. You're going to be able to get those features by spending less, and you just won't have like a stainless steel frame. You won't have a glass back. You won't have all the luxury features that we've come to enjoy with the 10. Yeah. So, uh, follow up question, starting with you, Joe. But I'd love to have everyone's take on this. Is do you think that there is going to be kind of uh, lashback? for the fact that they're finally going to get rid of the kind of six lineup, you know, the, the, or the design that started with the six and kind of, we see it with the eight, right. Which is like, are people going to be like, you took away my button apple. What the hell? I could see it. Uh, it's the, the six was the best selling. I believe it was the best selling iPhone in terms of like the cycle. If you, if you look at it from an annual perspective, the mm-hmm. six and six plus when those first came out, Apple's Apple, like their financial results in, in fiscal 2015, I believe, mm-hmm. which is basically more so calendar 2014, they had a really good year. They broke records every quarter. Um, those things were flying off the shelves because for so many years, people were like, Apple, why can't we have a larger iPhone? Mm-hmm. Like Samsung has all these, these large phones. Where's, where's the large iPhone? And I feel like they finally caved in or, or, or maybe it was their plan the entire time, but for whatever reason, uh, they came out with those, and yeah, I, I think um, I think more importantly though will be whether they keep the SE around. I think that's more of a um, a phone that customers are really like. There's a, a subset of customers that really want that one-handed phone, so I think that will be the the most interesting thing with the 2018 lineup is what happens with the SE. I think the uh, one thing that I'm curious about too is like whether or not Apple's going to keep the the eight and the eight plus around with this new LCD model because I think to answer your question, Igor, that's what Apple would say. Like if you don't like this design, we still have this mm-hmm. older phone that's almost as good as what we just released, and it has that design that you you you're familiar with and you still like. Mm-hmm. But maybe they won't. Maybe maybe they'll totally ditch it. I don't know. Josh. Yeah, I mean, th- this is definitely like removing the home button. They've done it with the headphone jack. They've done it with other features where they do it in maybe the flagship phone, and then over the course of 
a generation or two, they they pull it out of the rest. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's not surprising. They will have backlash if this is the route they go. Um, but, I mean, you know, speaking of the SE and everything, they are still going to want to have an inexpensive option around for emerging markets. So, you know, there's going to be something. Which one is it? That's more the question. But they need to have that for emerging markets still because that's where a lot of the growth is for, for iPhone and I don't. I, I don't know which one they're going to go with. If it's going to be an iteration of the SE or there's or those what. crazy SE two rumors that we see yeah. every once in a while. That like I I don't know if I've ever totally bought. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean some of them look a little more legit than others, but the number of times that they've popped up makes me think that it must be at least something that Apple's considering mm. doing. Because um, yeah. I still see the SE around. Like if I ride the streetcar in Toronto, like I will see an SE at some point if that's like an hour long commute, like. They're and, out there still. And, you mm-hmm. know, like, we're obviously on the, we're the early adopters. We talk with lots of tech people. But if you, you know, I've traveled the, the country literally just, like, talking with people. You know, I was in Alberta recently. And th- there you is. did the Doug Ford tour. <laughs> yes, exactly. And they, um, <clears throat> those, those, but those people are like, okay, you know, I just want an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I don't care about having the latest. I just want an iPhone. So even mm-hmm. in a place like Canada here and they're just like, okay, I just, I just don't want Android. I want an iPhone. Give me a cheap one. I am perfectly happy with the, what this SE is giving me. And as long as it still runs, then I'm happy. And I think so. I think even here, there's a market for for an inexpensive device. But obviously, the, the biggest one is emerging markets. Though, mm-hmm. um, we're going to talk about the MacBook Air potential refresh because I think in some ways that's something that a lot of people have been waiting for a while. Um, but I want to get your guys' take on this. For me, I feel like this cheap iPhone is probably the most exciting of the products that they're going to announce. Um, if only because it's like, oh, this is cool. Like, it's going to come in different colors. It's like they somehow managed to get this LCD to go almost bezel-less. Um, there's a lot going for this phone that mm, is not necessarily like I feel is like, you know, it's cool. Like the iPhone XS Max. Oof, have to think about that one every single time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, great, it's a bigger iPhone 10, but like this, the cheaper iPhone is like one I can see that other people, more people are going to be interested in about. And what's interesting to me about it is that I think Apple knows that, and they're like, "We're going to release it later. Mm. Please buy the iPhone 10s Max." Yeah, I totally think it's coming in in November, like iPhone 10 style. Um, the one question I have, I think, surrounding it, and this is more of a Canadian market-specific thing, is like, how much is it going to cost in Canada? Like, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be. I know Apple will never use the word budget, but this is like their entry-level iPhone. After the exchange rate, will it really be that affordable mm-hmm. and cheap in the Canadian market? I don't know. I'm curious to see what price point they're going to try to hit with it. The other thing, design-wise, that just comes to mind too is the iPhone's been around for ten plus years. There's that element of nostalgia for old designs. Like people are mm-hmm. just like, yeah, the new design's yeah, cool and stuff, true. but I want to go back and use what it was like four years ago or, or whatever. And as silly as that sound, it goes a long way. Like you guys have reviewed iPhone cases for the 10 that has a throwback design to the original iPhone. It's a thing. It's me. I'm the case man. You're the case yeah, man. The case man. And yeah. uh, so it's a thing. So I think obviously there's, because if, if you put more recent specs in an old design phone, people just, do it for nostalgic reasons to be different. Everyone's got the new 10 or that 10 design with the notch. Mm-hmm. I'm rocking the old one, but I'm not left behind when it comes to specs. Yeah. Joe, what's your take? In terms of the pricing, I, if I had to guess, I'm going to say that the, the 6.1 inch model LCD will probably cost 
899 to 999 Canadian, just just uh, just as a wild guess, just because um, Apple, the Apple analyst named Chi Kuo, uh, who obviously is one of the most like well-known Apple analysts, he's, he has a pretty good track record. Um, he's saying it's going to cost 699 to 799 in the U.S. So I mean, take the exchange rate; you're at 922. So let's say I I, I could see 899, but I, I could also see 999, which is hilarious because. Just a few years ago, like iPhones were were six forty nine, um, when the U.S. dollar was closer to, to par with with Canadian dollars. So it's funny that we considered a, a nine ninety nine phone a lower priced iPhone. <laughs> I'm going to go with one dollar, Drew. That's one dollar. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, unless there's anything else you want to mention, should we move on to the other uh, products? Apple Watch Four. What do we expect from the Apple Watch, Joe? Yeah, so in terms of the Apple Watch Series 4, um, we had a bunch of rumors um, leading up to, uh, in the last few months, about uh, a larger display. They're, they said it was going to be about 15% larger. It's going to be achieved by reducing the bezels, just like on the iPhone X, um, without increasing the physical size of the watch. So when you're, when you're wearing it, it's not going to be this giant watch. You're going to end up having a, a situation where the 38 millimeter watch right now might end up having a larger or similar size screen to the 42 millimeter model. And the current 42 millimeter model will end up being uh, much larger um, with the same form factor. So um, I think that's the, the leading change physic, like on, a, on the hardware side. Um, but on the software side, that will also allow for, for things like more complications to fit on the watch face. Um, on, on our on nine to five Mac, they they recently leaked like the entire marketing image of the Apple Watch Series Four, which, as far as I'm aware, is completely legitimate. I think it's an image that was on Apple servers that shouldn't have been um, accessible by. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. By bloggers, but uh, it was found, and I think it, it showed, like, I think an extra four complications or something like that. Uh, so it's it's really exciting. Uh, I think I'm really excited to see where they take the watch uh, with the with Series Four. Uh, Pat, would you say is it fair to say this is the one you're most excited about? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, I I like the idea of, of a revamp with the Apple Watch, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's been the same design since 2015, roughly. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, I'm glad that they're finally changing things up a bit. I don't know how much the larger display will really result in like additional utility for my particular particular mm-hmm. use case because I mostly use the Apple Watch for notifications and as a watch, right? And to check the weather and at a glance stuff. Um, I I think it'll be cool. I'm hoping that along with the larger screen, it ends up being a little thinner as well, um, which I don't know if that's really been confirmed yet in, in the current leaks. Um, the render to me looked a little bit thinner. Um, but I know some other people thought that it was roughly the, the same uh, the same thickness. 
but yeah, for for sure, this is definitely probably the one that that I'm most excited about as someone who uses a, an Apple Watch on a daily basis. Also, the uh, the red dot or whatever on the crown or crown. whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, it seems to be gone from the renderings as well. Yeah. I mean, just a subtle thing, but they basically that's true. I didn't think of that. They basically said. And for the Watch 3, because it looked exactly like the Watch There's 2, a the red dot was there. So oh, really? people yeah. knew. They're like, yeah, we, we, we do that. So people know that it's the 3 and not the 2. So it seems like that's gone. I mean, it's a small thing, but it looks like from the rendering. A, a lot of people really didn't like the red dot. No. I never really, I don't know. I didn't understand why, but many people that I met that used an Apple Watch on a daily basis had something negative to say about it. It worked, though. Like, when we came back from the event yeah, they the next week, people knew. I, I went to Subway, and the guy making my sub was like, oh, you've got the three. Mm-hmm. And he could tell just because I yeah. had the, the red crown. Yeah. but So it, it did what it was supposed to do, but it was literally just an identifier. So I guess they're, they're getting rid of that based on the rendering. Uh, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was either Mac Rumors or 9to5Mac that reported on this was that I think the majority of Apple Watch sales are the Series 1. Is that correct? No. No? That's actually not correct. Uh, if you go on um, Twitter, there is uh, an Apple analyst, Ben Badgerin. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, mm-hmm. but he basically refuted that entire report. It was actually just, it was completely inaccurate, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you'd have to go on Twitter and, and check suss that out. it out. Yeah, so what would if you had to guess, what do you think is the best-selling model at this point? I would personally go with the with the Series Three GPS only. I, I think that's I think that would be the best-selling. Um, oh. But I, I don't have the. They don't Apple yeah. doesn't disclose obviously on a model by model basis, so it's it's really hard to 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 know. I mean, you could you could take the Apple Watch. Um, like yeah, they, they, I was gonna say you could take the Apple Watch um, average selling price, but they don't even disclose the watch sales. They group it into other products in their mm-hmm. in their earnings reports. So I, it's really anyone's guess. All right, so moving from the Apple Watch, um, let's talk about this Mac uh, MacBook Air. Um, Joe, do you think is this the one we're gonna see? Are we gonna see it this time? I don't think so. Actually, I think. I mean, my my personal take is that based on how many things are in the pipeline for the next two, three months mm-hmm. or until the end of the year. I actually think that we might see the return of an October event. Um, I think in September we might have iPhones, Apple Watches, uh, possibly new AirPods with Hey Siri support, um, along with the optional wireless charging case, which they might de- they've already showed last September, um, but obviously it's been almost an entire year. So I think this time around they'll detail exact availability, which might very well be later today, like on the 12th or later that week. But, and then the last thing I think we'll see in September is the air power. But in terms of the MacBook that you're referring to, I think they might do an October event where they focus on kind of like the back to the Mac um, theme mm. in October and then iPad Pro with Face ID. I think those there's enough substance there to do an October event, which they did do back in 2016 when they introduced the MacBook Pro with Touch Bar. They had an event where they started off with Apple News uh, the Apple News app they introduced, and then they spent like an hour or so talking about the MacBook Pro, and that was it. Just a small event at their, at, I believe it was at their, one of their last events at their Infinite Loop uh, headquarters, Town Hall. Um, but I think that we might be coming to Cupertino twice this year. Pat is taking this news both with glee and dread. 
because one the less devices that are at this event the better for me from a work perspective um <laughs> so i i i agree with you i think that there's definitely going to be an, an october event um and even if i didn't i would say i did hoping to will that into existence mm-hmm. um but yeah i i think apple's going to want the focus on the iphones mm-hmm. maybe the ipad but i think that might get pushed to an october event as well little, little unsure on that one but um I mean, I'm hyped for this MacBook Air. MacBook Air was one of my favorite laptops of the last decade. This is something people have been asking for. Anytime I write about the MacBook Pro, people always comment on our site, like, where is the MacBook Air? Mm -hmm. That's what I'm really waiting for. So I think a MacBook Air revamp with a modern processor, minimized bezels, a uh, maybe slightly changed body just to, to add like a little flash to it or something like that. Um, would be exactly what a lot of people out there want right now. So we have to consider that uh, it's not just the MacBook slash MacBook Air. We don't know exactly what that's going to be in the first place. Uh, there's no firm rumors on on whether it will be a 12-inch MacBook branding, which is like just MacBook, or if it will be a MacBook Air or something completely different. It's pretty unclear. Obviously, all we know is that Apple is going to shake up the low end of their notebook lineup. They obviously refreshed the MacBook Pro just just two months ago, um, and now they're gonna they're gonna come out with something to either replace the MacBook Air or maybe um, refresh it or supplement it. It's hard to say. But what I was going to say is that it's not just that, because what there's also rumors of that there will finally be a new Mac Mini and updates to the iMac. So you have to consider that they have refreshes to three of their Mac lines that they could talk about in October and, and fill the stage time. Like They have a lot to share. So uh, I think it's a pretty good chance that we'll be seeing an October event. Yeah, I think when you contextualize it like that, it makes a lot of sense to, you know, have this iPhone, Apple Watch, potentially uh, iPad Pro event, and then back to the Mac. Uh, but speaking to the iPad Pro, is that something you expect we'll see at the event? I think iPad Pro is October thing too as well. Okay. Uh, just my hunch is that they'll focus on the iPhone and the Apple Watch in September like they did last year. I think they'll detail the AirPower slash AirPods um, the whole wireless thing, um, I think, uh, like finally get a release date for that because obviously they introduced the air power at last year's September event. And a lot of people have been like, where's the air power? Where's the wear? They're literally calling it the wear power now. <laughs> the wear uh, power. I love it. <laughs> and I, I think they'll, they'll finally say, Hey, we have this ready. Um, but then I think, yeah, I, I, there's only so much that could fit in an event. Like you can't have, in my opinion, you can't really fit iPhones, Apple Watch, iPad Pro, Face ID, AirPods, AirPower. That's, that's a lot to talk about in, in two hours and, and change. So, Yeah, so do you two think we'll get a, a firm release date for the uh, AirPower, colloquially known as the WearPower? Yeah, I, so I, AirPower, I'm, I'm really excited about the AirPower because um, it, as far as I know, it's the first, it will be the first charging Mac that can actually charge multiple devices anywhere. So there's obviously some third-party options right now where you can place down a phone, place down a watch, or, or, or two phones, whatever. But they have to be strategically placed onto the coils. Um, if you were to open it up inside, you would see that, that like you, there's only coils in certain spots. And so as far as I'm aware, the air power will be different in the sense that it will have like 22 coils or something like that. And they're all going to be like mishmash inside of it so that you can 
take your phone, your watch, AirPods, and place them anywhere. And that will literally be an industry first um, in terms of wireless charging. It's never been done before. Um, to the point that Apple has said they will license the technology to other companies to to get this out there as part of the the Qi standard. I think they have to show it off. Like they have to at this point because mm-hmm. it's been it will have been a year since they revealed it. Like they they need to at least give it some kind of a solid release date. Whether it drops like at the same time as the phones or it comes later in October, I think it's definitely going to be available at some point this holiday season. Uh, and Josh, just lastly, uh, these, uh, the, excuse me, the, uh, AirPods, are you excited for those? Yeah. I mean, I, I love, that is one thing I really love. I love the AirPods and even, mm-hmm. you know, obviously I hop around and I review different devices and when I don't have the iPhone, it's actually the AirPods I miss more. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely looking forward to an update and if it's got, if it's got wireless charging, even better. Cause I'm a big fan of wireless charging. Like I really I didn't think I would be. That's one of my favorite features of the 10, actually. It's just so mm-hmm. handy. Um, I don't know, though. With the whole charging thing, uh, they I agree that they have to... They really have to announce something. I also will not be surprised if they don't. Like, really? Because, Why do you say that? Just because that's just... That's Apple, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's, it's our way or the highway. We, we mm-hmm. dictate if it's not ready, it's not ready. Uh, and they're willing to take some of the pressure from tech bloggers, media, whoever if it's not ready and they don't have anything to announce and and it look at the the MacBook Air everyone's been banging on the door for a new one for however long and not that they've announced that one's coming but they're mm-hmm. just like taking the heat for it and they're, they'll announce it when they announce it and so if it's not ready if they've hit snags maybe it'll get a mention saying it's still coming but I I could see it going either way if they announce something cool if not mm-hmm. I mean I, that's that's Apple <laughs> yeah I mean I certainly you know like They've taken so much heat for the Mac Pros, right? Or mm-hmm. the, uh, sorry, MacBook Pros. And they're still turning out those Mac Pros, yeah, right? Yeah. They haven't gone back necessarily to the drawing board to do to release something that is more appealing to a certain subset of users. Yeah. It's just like when they remove features from their phones. They're just mm-hmm. like, we know we're going to get heat. And, you know, it is what it is. This is what you get. They mm-hmm. get heat and then people still buy them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So we're running out of time. Uh, usually... Uh, as is a tradition at the Syrup Cast, we end with a shout out. Jo- uh, Josh, how about you start us off with one? Because you have a very one that's uh, on brand. <laughs> is it pizza? Uh, well, yesterday was Excellent. National Cheese Pizza Day. One of my favorite kinds of pizza, just straight up cheese pizza. So mm-hmm. I got to give a shout out to that. Um, but on a more serious note, also mm-hmm. yesterday, um, the Dyson James Dyson Innovation Award finalists mm-hmm. were announced, and I was part of a three-person judging panel for that. Uh, and it was me, it was the chief product officer at um, Shopify, Craig Miller, and last mm-hmm. year's winner. And we chose Watt Vision out of all the people. We went through all every submission. Uh, Watt Vision, which helps um, people who are visually impaired use any touchscreen anywhere through some stickers, an app and a ring you wear so you can kind of make any screen touchscreen. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, and we had two other runner-ups as well. You can go on my Twitter feed and, and check that out. I have it pinned to my profile. Um, but yeah, shout out to Watt Vision for winning the Canadian, um, fi- was the Canadian winner and then they're going to go on to the global. And that's just at Josh McConnell? Yes, at Josh McConnell on Twitter. It's, it's going to be pinned up there. Uh, I'll not make the joke I usually make. What's the What's joke? The joke? 
You not to be confused with one Mitch McConnell. Oh, uh, that joke. Okay. I get yeah, it. Sorry, I, actually, I have the worst jokes. <laughs> I don't know why anyone lets me host this podcast or write on Mobile Syrup, but that's a s- discussion for another time. Uh, Joe, any shout-outs from you? Yeah, I, I have two, actually. Go but ahead. First, I want to give a shout-out to Apple mm-hmm. for literally sending me an invite to, the, to this event today, right before mm-hmm. I went on this podcast. Uh, and the second would be a shout out to anyone living in the 905 because as much as I liked living in Toronto, I'm actually quite excited to be back in, in Mississauga in the, in the suburbs. Um, I mean, there's, nice. there's a lot of benefits to, to, and convenience that comes with this as, even though, like, I think it's just because I mainly miss having the ability to drive places and just park. I don't have to look for parking at all. Uh, I, I, maybe I was supposed to adopt the TTC more, but. Anyway, it's like the song. Somebody called nine oh five. That's how it goes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I always heard. I don't know, maybe not. Uh, Pat, what do you have for us so, on the Switch Minute? So my Switch Minute, which I'm sure all of our dedicated listeners have been waiting, waiting for with um, bated breath, of course, because it's been a while. So I, I've been playing a Nintendo Switch game called Into the Breach. It's developed by Subset Games, which is the developer of FTL, Faster Than Light. Uh, very good. PC game that I think came to the iPad as well. And it's been around for a long time. Um, so this is kind of like a roguelike strategy game. Very difficult. You play it over and over again. You get slightly better every time. It's kind of like chess with mechs. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, as with all video games, I'm quite horrible at it. And I haven't been able to finish the first island. <laughs> but I've come very close. And I play it once or twice every day. And I'm getting better. Um, and what I really like about the game is I enjoy the experience of incrementally improving my performance with each playthrough. I find that very satisfying. Um, so if you're looking for a relatively cheap turn-based strategy game for the Switch, this is a great port of the um, the PC version of Into the Breach. Um, I can't recommend Into the Breach enough. It's a great game. Um, my you, show, you're also much better at it than me, I'm sure. I've had much more practice. <laughs> That's true. You made it to the last island, didn't you? I did, yes. But the boss, right? Yes. Is it like Lost? Someday, someday. Kind of. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, exactly like Lost. <laughs> Only the first island's good and you don't have to watch the rest of them. Yeah. Yes. Um, my shout out goes to um, former Mobile Syrup editor, Daniel Bader and his wife, Fatma. They just had their first child. Oh, nice. Uh, I actually I didn't even know that. I'm going to send them a congrats. Yeah. Just photos on the gram. On the gram ah, and on Twitter. Some pretty funny ones. Some pretty fun ones, yeah. Um, from all appearances, it as far as first pregnancy goes, it seemed like that one was relatively easy compared to how hard these things can go. So shout out to Fatma for, you know, doing what is a very difficult job. And Dan, I guess you were just there. So good job. <laughs> nice. The tough part starts now. It's a good shout out. Good shout out. Yeah. Um, huge thanks to you, uh, both you, Josh, for coming on. Yeah, of course. Anytime. Just stroll up the street. That's just stroll up the street. (laughs) Literally, literally Uh, stroll up the street. uh, Thank you so much, Joe, for coming on to the show. Um, Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That was incredible insight. Uh, Thank you to Samir for being on uh, recording. He's my third shout out. He's everyone's third shout out. Which I don't know what that says about us. (laughs) Um, If you'd like to check out, uh, of course, check out Mobile Syrup. It's at mobilesyrup.com. Uh, make sure to check out our social channels uh, at Mobile Syrup, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Joe, where can people find you online? Uh, R-S-G-N-L on Twitter, Instagram, anything usually. 
And if you see like a cartoon avatar, that's Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I should update that to a Memoji. <laughs> to a Memoji, exactly. Uh, Pat, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at, at Patrick underscore O'Rourke. I'm at Igor Bonifacic, and we'll see you next week after the uh, mania that is Apple Week. Somebody call 905. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.